0: Good morning, I'm Frank Powers and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. So let's make some new friends today. 33. That's the number of tattoos I have, and I counted. Not as many piercings as I had growing up. It is the mission of the Spark Project Collective to implement new and innovative strategies to utilize a billion dollar industry in tattooing and body piercing to generate revenue to go towards funding programs and activities that benefit our local community. All proceeds, that's money after bills and expenses, goes towards funding programs such as art therapy for children with disabilities, homelessness, toy drives for children in foster systems, as well as group counseling sessions. Giving back to your community has never been easier because today I'm speaking with Johnny Vasquez, CEO of the Spark Project Collective. Johnny, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's uh, I'm super excited to be talking to you. Can I call you Johnny? I can't. Yeah. All right, it is Johnny, right? That's what everyone's called you so far. And then I checked the email and like, John, uh-oh, I got to check my notes. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm super pumped to talk to you because I really... Got to meet uh, your organization down at the Steampunk Convention for Wild Wild WestCon, And it was really fun to learn about what you guys are up to and the fact that you're doing tattoos. And this is a 501c3? Correct. That's pretty impressive. So let's get the whole thing down. Tell me about the mission of the Spark Project Collective. And then I want to talk about you.
1: Uh, the mission overall is just for us to be able to help the local community um, with a focus and emphasis on children on the spectrum. And we've kind of adapted into helping the homeless and the foster systems and pretty much anywhere else that we can find a way to help with the funding that we raise.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that you guys are doing. And We're going to go over all these great programs one by one in a little bit. But I want to talk about you and A, where you're from and what led you to starting everything that you were doing. So where did you grow up and what uh, started you know your path down tattooing, being a creative and doing all these things for the community?
1: I grew up throughout all of California, um, kind of bounced around from place to place. The, before I moved out to Tucson, the last area I was in was uh, Orange County in like the Disneyland area. Um, the, in terms of getting started and moving forward, I went to college and got a psychology degree. And my emphasis was on uh, mental disabilities. Autism was kind of my favorite one. I started working with kids in the local hospitals and doing art therapy, and then I turned into an occupational therapist for a little bit. Um, it's kind of where the, the start behind everything came from.
0: Yeah, because you'd worked with some other nonprofits before. You'd worked with, uh, what was it? You worked with uh, the, an autism one, right? It was...
1: Autism Speaks.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. It was autism Speaks, and then also Wounded Warriors was one of the ones that you worked with Yeah, work so I worked with, worked with well. the
1: Wounded Warriors program as well. Yeah. Um. It was kind of a side project where I was more of a counselor slash therapist with the Wounded Warriors. Yeah. And just trying to help them with their PTSD. That's
0: interesting. How fulfilling has that been? Let me tell you. So I'm a cartoonist. I'm an artist. Went to art school. All that mm-hmm. stuff. Always been obsessed with uh, behavior, and and that sort of thing, and mental wellness, and thought about going into art therapy and some child psychology. Like, so uh, I plan on talking to you a bit more after all of this because <laughs> uh, it's interesting. How has how rewarding has that avenue been for you? It has
1: definitely gone through a lot of phases. Yeah, um, it, it's very rewarding personally. But when I was doing it full time and was doing the counseling and the occupational therapy, it really kind of wore down on me. Yeah, um, because I was taking on everybody's problems. So I had to kind of find a way to reset, uh, do it more part time and more focused, rather than just. Pouring in 50, 60 hours a week into helping everybody
0: directly. That's what scared me about it. Because sometimes, I mean, sometimes I walk into a room, I feel a room, you know. And sometimes I was like everyone's therapist. Like I'm that that type of guy. Mm -hmm. And now as I've gotten older and done a lot with helping kids, with art, and through Uh, just getting their stories out, because I do comics and stuff like that. So I try to help kids realize that they can get their emotions out through storytelling. Those stories can, of course, be comics and comic strips. Not all comic books have to be superheroes. You teach kids that they can get their stories out and their personal stories as a comic is such an avenue for them to explore what it is to be like emotionally mature and being expressive. You know, that's what I found it. Do you think that letting kids... Get the opportunity for all these creative endeavors is something that, like, is a linchpin when it comes to helping kids through mental awareness and mental health.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think our approach is more helping them understand how to manage their sensory deprivations or um, the things that trigger them. Okay. So, most children that are on the spectrum have some sort of trigger point. Um, and through being an occupational therapist, I learned that the children typically have access to some sort of help but it's the parents that don't uh, they aren't allowed to be in the room with the children okay so they don't really get all of the the teachings that the occupational therapist can offer to the child so that's kind of where spark the idea of spark came from was to create programs where the parents can be involved with the kids really because I, I was with them for an hour the parents are with them for the other 23 mm-hmm. so the parents needed to learn how to understand what was triggering the child or what to look for. That was the preset to a tantrum.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's definitely a big part of it because I have some experience with this with the autistic kids and it is those triggering moments and and learning the patterns, learning the warnings for like, Oh, I got about three strikes. So I just got that second strike. Let me take a breath and let, let this kid calm down Mm -hmm. because right, I don't want to send them in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Right? So Let's talk about the Spark Project Collective as, as a whole. Because everything you're doing, I mean, I really feel it. I really get it entirely. A lot of my own mission in my life has been a, a, a lot of this. So what brought you to Tucson, Arizona from California?
1: Uh, I, I moved to Tucson to be closer to my daughter. Um, her mom and stepdad were living out here. And I was not I was only able to come out and see her probably every three weeks for a couple days. Um, and I was kind of at a point in my life where I was ready to make some changes They liked it out here. I liked coming out here to visit. So the plan was to move out here and pretty much retire. And I I did so for about six months. And then the the concept of Spark Project Collective is in addition to We Are the Spark Project, which which was started out in California. Okay. Um, But it was Spark Project Collective was trying to bring the tattooing and thing other things that I did in my life together with the nonprofit Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. a very unique way.
0: Yeah. I read a lot that it was the idea of doing something where you're earning this money and not just having to ask for the government to get grants and to get these things. Be a nonprofit that helps the community through all this stuff where you bring in that revenue using tattooing, piercing, this huge multi-million-dollar industry, this billion-dollar industry. Right. You know, and that's very impressive. Let me ask you this much: Why are because Spark Project Collective is the first five hundred one C three tattoo artistry, right? Correct. Why are more people not following suit with this business model.
1: It, it is actually a very difficult business model to to put in place. okay. Um, I think the biggest factor when it first got started is I don't take any any revenue from it. Um, so when you start taking apart the percentages and things that need to go into a nonprofit, it's why you ask for government help and different things. I just kind of saw a different outlet um, where, I don't need to take anything from it, so anything that I would be making goes directly into the system. Um, through the years, it has developed into kind of like a classroom setting for people that want to have a new opportunity in tattooing or body piercing. We've adapted into the metaphysics world. So it's really just trying to create a platform for people to understand how they can move forward and prepare their life for the later years.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. Let's talk about some of the programs. Uh, I me ask you this quick. Why is it called the SPARK Project Collective?
1: Uh, The SPARK part was actually an acronym. Uh, It's been gone for so long, I don't remember exactly how it broke down, Mm -hmm. but I always liked the word SPARK. Yeah. Um, In my natural talking, I've always used it um, in terms of sparking a conversation or doing something that allows others to catch the fire that you feel to help others. And that's why I really wanted to use the word spark when I first started. Yeah. Um, the project is simply because this is a whole new concept. Uh, the way that I'm approaching the nonprofit is unlike any other nonprofit that I know. Uh, we're kind of using a retail mo- like business model mm-hmm. and turning it into the nonprofit world where we're not asking for government grants or angel donors or anything at that of that nature at this moment. We will eventually do it. But that was the project was can I take this concept and this idea and flip it upside down to create something new that is actually more effective or in in my mind would be more effective than what the current uh, world was showing.
0: Hmm. You definitely have done it. I mean, let's just talk about some of the services because right there uh, it's listed tattoos, piercing, as well as permanent makeup, which some people don't really think about. right? Right. Very interesting. But right there. On the list of services is Art Therapy for Children with Disabilities, a dedicated website for the autism community with helpful information and blogs. It's uh, askautism.org, so you can check that out. Homeless food and clothing drives, raising toys for local foster child communities, as well as Reed Park Zoo visits. These are all the services listed right there with tattoos, with piercing, with permanent makeup. So I love that. Let's just go through some of these and talk about it. Tell me about going to the zoo.
1: Uh, so the, the zoo came to be with uh, making a partnership with the Reed Park Zoo, um, kind of a sponsorship of sorts. And it's really just for families that weren't able to afford to take their children to the zoo. It was also for um, families that had children that were on the spectrum to where we would send somebody with them to help supervise the child. And just so the whole family can have a day to enjoy where it just seemed like the The finances weren't there for some of these families. So it was just an idea that we had. Um, Yeah. It's it's definitely one of the, of all the programs, it's probably one of the smaller ones of the ones that we do run, but it is effective.
0: Sure. It counts. And every kid deserves to see an elephant, (laughs) right? You can't put that behind a paywall that's unachievable for families. So again, helping these kids experience that, that is huge, right? That's a huge part of any kid growing up. And again, Right there, taking care of kids, but also tattooing those dads and moms. That's what you want to do, taking care of families. All right. Uh, what is going on with AskAutism.org? Because I thought that that was such a great resource when I went on there. A lot of articles, a lot of interesting uh, stuff to read about. And uh, we'll talk about what the future plans are for some of the things going on there, too, with podcasts.
1: Yeah, so the Ask Autism is it's designed to be a resource area. Um, we did have a team that was completely dedicated to it for a little while. Uh, then we went through a restructuring process, and it has kind of taken a backseat, but we left all the information up at the current time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the future plans are to bring it back, but to bring it back with another dedicated team. So that way we can reach out to all the different autism sources or financing sources that Tucson offers. Mm-hmm. Just kind of create one home hub that's easy to navigate through. Yeah, um, it was created because we found a lot of problems with the hubs that we currently have. They're very confusing to navigate through. I believe so. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a lot of work, but right now it is. The site is live and it's up. It's it's not being updated very often right at this moment. Mm-hmm. But um, the plan is to to get back to it and bring up all that information.
0: Well, a lot of hard work is, uh, you know takes a lot of a lot of people to lay down train tracks, but then a lot more people just get to sit back and enjoy the ride, and that's mm-hmm. the idea. So I appreciate all the hard work that you are doing for the community, because the only thing I care about is the Tucson community. Well, maybe not the only thing, but I care <laughs> about it quite a bit. All right, so uh, let's talk about how all these things are happening at the Spark Project Collective Events Center. So what is the Spark Project Collective Events Center, which is also uh, you can follow it on Instagram at SPC Events Center. Over on Instagram. And it's kind of a wellness center as well.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a a mixture of all things. Uh, We have a variety of events that come through. Um, We have uh, authentic relating, where people that are more introverted Mm -hmm. have a chance to come together and find ways to be a little bit more verbal with each other. Love that. Um, We have the moon markets, which is kind of tapping into us helping local businesses find ways to thrive um, and just kind of bring the metaphysics world to the community. It's an area where I feel like there isn't a true home of homes, Mm -hmm. so we're trying to help create that and not be uh, impartial to anybody. Um, we, We try to include whoever comes through as best as we can.
0: Sure. Well, explain some of the metaphysics to me right now. Like what, what is your belief with metaphysics and what is some of that? And I know there's like tarot reading, right? And there's some more of that sto- sort of stuff when it has to do with like aura stuff. And you talk to some of these people that are really experts in the field of metaphysics. Tell me what you're offering when it comes to that.
1: Uh, they have all the different services like the tarot card, the the mediumships, the palm reading, uh, crystals. I mean, you can go on and on. We, again, we have a circulation of Probably about thirty different people. Yeah, um, that come through. We have about eighteen at each moon market. Wow. Um, yeah, my, my belief system it it really doesn't sit in one way, one area or the other. Um, I kind of brought it into being because I just felt like it was there wasn't a home for people to come to. Sure. Um, and it's not necessarily like a church of sorts. Mm-hmm. It's it's a spiritual belief. Yeah. And I wanted them to feel like they had a home to come to and it wasn't just to come and sit in a building and do a reading. Like sure. we, we definitely try to treat it like it's family. Everybody's welcome. It doesn't matter what your belief system is necessarily. Um, but we just try to create a very welcoming environment with that. Um, yeah. It's also attached to our Four of Wands store, yes, um, which is a permanent store that of, that has products for local businesses to be able to sell their products in our store. going to give them a head start.
0: I was going to talk about the store because you have a great online store. Mm-hmm. Lots of great designs, lots of great stuff that have to do with your brand, your logo, all different versions of it, which I love. Because the spark is great. Like it does even work just on products. Like that is just a good word mm-hmm. that gets you going. Right. right. And you're talking about some of that metaphysics stuff. Do you believe in energy? I do I'm believe busy. in energy. That's what I kind of believe in energy, yeah. right? So it's all about just kind of getting together. And I also believe one of my one of my tattoos, my favorite tattoo, PMA, baby, <laughs> all right? Positive mental attitude. That's that positive energy that you want to bring into a room. Because like I said, sometimes you walk in a room, you can feel a room. Right. But sometimes I walk in a room and that room can feel me. And I like to give that room a Care Bear stare. <laughs> and the positivity gets up. The party's arrived. And that's kind of the idea of getting together, even for these introvert kids. Right. I always say I'm friends. With a lot of the indoor kids. Right. I was an indoor kid growing up. That's the idea. I started flexing this muscle of being outgoing a long time ago. And I think I overworked it. <laughs> but that's why I like talking to shyer kids, because I'm able to get down to their level and let them know that everything you can overcome everything, especially high school. You can overcome school. You can overcome growing up. Just letting kids know, I think one of the best campaigns that I ever saw for anything like this, especially like suicide awareness when it comes to that, mm-hmm. is like this is only temporary. Right. You know, we all think that that life the stuff happening in our teenage years is just the be all end all. And really I'm finding life doesn't begin till like forty. Well, we'll say 30. All right. But that's when you really get to do a lot of the things that you want to pursue. Chase your dreams as an adult, not just think that you're chasing them when you're kind of a teenager. Right. right. You don't really know what hard work is yet. And I think that that's a big thing about getting together, teaching kids, teaching younger folks what hard work is. And I got to say, you're probably one of the hardest working guys that I think I've ever met.
1: I, appreciate How, that. I can <laughs> tell
0: you've got quite the Venn diagram here of like just stuff that's getting done and getting done for the community, which I love the most. Helping others, being an organization that helps other organizations. Is huge, and Tucson has a lot. Uh, I'm interviewing Gap Ministries after you, Mm -hmm. and they're one of the people that you've helped before. Yeah, we send stuff to them every year. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, you do toy drives as well, right? right? That's another big event that you do is the toy drives. I love hearing about that because uh, I collect action figures. Every kid needs an action figure, all right. You got to specifically go out by wrestling figures, right? Mm -hmm. There's not enough wrestling figures for kids, but that's like what it is to talk to guys like you, right? And in a way, guys like me in the community, right? I like talking to you because the bad news gets reported the good news doesn't Mm -hmm. right a lot of people need to know about organizations like yours and guys like you that are really doing their best for kids in town right for families in town because there's another thing that i do it's not when i try to teach kids it's not about having a kid show it's about a family show i want those parents to also feel engaged and to be entertained right i want them to share and make a memory with their kid not watch their kid do something. While they kind of sit and wait, you know, and and that's important. Um, Let's talk about tattooing just a little more. So tell me about some of your artists. You've got quite a team there. There's a lot of artists down there. You were trained for a long, long time. You've trained them for uh, you're trained for 15 years, Mm -hmm. right? You've trained all them. You have your ways of doing it. My man Tizzo is there now. Right. Apprenticing, which I love. I'm going to come down there and get something soon, too. Like I was trying to come down and see all this before the interview. But at the same time, I like to interview you right. and then I want to come visit. And then maybe we have you back and we talk about my experience, which is another fun episode. Hmm. Right. And that's what's fun. But I'm definitely getting down there and getting some stuff. So what is tattooing to you? And tell me about all the tattooists that you got down there.
1: It's yes, so tattooing to me is just I'm very artistic in general, um, musician, artist. Um, So it's just another way for me to be able to express myself through art. Um, As Spark Project was developed, it was meant for me to be able to take that love and passion that I had for arts and just be able to give back to the community with whatever I raised. Uh, Along the way, we had the very first apprentice come along, uh, moved out here from Georgia, was going through some life struggles, and it just kind of popped in my head, like, Maybe we can do something different to help this individual go on to a new life path that was more positive and Mm. not dreary. Um, And it kind of turned into our current system with all the different things that we do. We now have 15 total artists slash apprentices. They all are trained from the ground up. So I prefer people that come in with little to no art experience. Really? We can actually train them from the ground up and teach them the methods of tattooing which can be very different than normal mediums that you learn in school.
0: Yeah, yeah. And even they always say in driver's ed, it's better to get someone who's never driven because you don't have to unteach them. Exactly. Right. And that's a big thing when it comes to tattooing. Piercing, also a big part of your entire process in your organization. Tell right. us about some of the piercing.
1: Yeah, piercing is exactly the same. We teach from the ground up. Um, I actually started as a piercer before being a tattoo artist. Um, you can get to the program or the training for piercing a lot faster to be able to make your income. Uh, so I want to say I was a piercer for maybe eight months to a year before I even started doing the tattooing aspects of things. Um, and we, we, I just want to create all facets that a tattoo shop would offer, but at the same time, we don't want to be a tattoo shop. Gotcha. So like our approach, our scenery in the shop, everything is just, it's approached in a manner of. Being more comfortable Mm -hmm. than being the cool kids.
0: Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say the cool kids always made me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, that's great. I mean, when I talk to you again, uh, as I hope any listener is listening, just I want to come check it out. Like that's what I'm talking about is coming down there and getting some things done. How can people get involved with your organization? Do you have volunteers at some of these bigger events and things like that?
1: Yeah, so volunteers can jump onto our website at sparkprojectcollective.com. And I believe it's on the very first page that you're on. You can type in your email address and click submit. And if it's not the first page, there's a volunteering page on Mm -hmm. there. Um, In terms of trying to sign up to be an apprentice or a piercer, you go into the shop. You talk to the front desk. They'll give you my information. Shoot me a message. And typically we open up for new apprenticeships every Four to five months, but there's about two to 300 applicants every time we open it up. That's huge. Um, So of those 200 applicants, we pick about four or five each time we start a new cycle of people.
0: Still, though, I mean, you've just laid down the groundwork for anybody who's ever thought, how do I even break into that industry? Because it's an industry. It is. Right? And how do I break into it? Uh, This man just laid down the path for you. So- Start practicing, make sure you get your portfolio together and be ready to impress them when that next opening happens. Go on that website and make sure you're paying attention so you can get involved. So that's really important. Now, you don't accept a lot of, like you were saying, government grants, things like that. But what about donations in general?
1: Uh, we will accept donations from people that are coming to the shop that want to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be reaching out and starting to do the grants and stuff. But the the purpose of when we started was to see how well can I get this going and it, can I keep it maintaining itself? Uh, the reason for that is because if I can create something that's maintaining itself, it will never go down. Right. Whereas if I'm reaching out to, to government grants and different things, I'm reliant on the grants. Yes. So it will become a part of the picture. Um, we are a nonprofit, and it's, it's wise to take that route. Um, we do have a lot of big plans coming up for different events that are happening later in this year. But in 2025, we're looking to open up a huge building that's gonna integrate a ton of different things.
0: No kidding. Well, you skipped a quasi. say, what do you got looking for 2024, (laughs) 2025? All right, looking to get a building, right? Bigger event center, bigger wellness center. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, it's
1: gonna be merging everything. And so currently we have two large buildings. Okay. um, And we're gonna be merging everything together. We're gonna be looking for a building that's between 20 to 40,000 square feet. Hmm. And we're gonna be bringing in a food kitchen for, that's another nonprofit that we're partnering up with. a big kids' play area. We're going to expand to probably 30 to 35 tattoo stations, Um, bring in more practitioners for the Four of Wands and the metaphysics stuff. Uh, We're in talks of a hair salon. So it's really going to be a whole lot of big things.
0: That's huge, too. Oh, I love that, getting hair involved, too. It goes right with it. (laughs) It does go right with it. That's incredible. So I only have a little, you know, we only have a few minutes left, so let's just wrap it up with some of these I will always like to ask these questions. If you had a wish for your organization, what would it be?
1: I think it's already come true, to Thank be honest. Right. We're, we're just kind of building onto it. Um, now it's really just kind of reaching out, seeing what the the team's wishes are and how we can develop that. Um, coming up in the near future, we're going to be attempting a world record attempt, um, which is going to be on October 13th.
0: What's so, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Most
1: tattoos done in a 12-hour period. Really? So right now we're getting all of the... All the details put together, it's going to be a lot of pieces to the puzzle to get it working right. Sure. Um, but right after I leave this interview, um, we'll be getting a call from the Guinness Book and getting everything finalized.
0: Oh, Mister so. Guinness is an old friend of mine. Tell him I said hello. All right. I'll tell you. For the uh, I th- I'm I'm in the running for happiest man in Springfield. All right. It's almost there. That Ned Flanders though, he wins it every year. So that's the thing is that a lot of what you're doing, it just does put a smile on my face and you're putting a lot of smiles on a lot of faces all over Tucson. And you're doing a lot for the community and anybody that wants to get involved with Spark Project Collective, where can they find you online and social media?
1: Um, The easiest way to get a hold of me is just going into the Spark Project website, um, sending Spark an email, then the, the information gets transferred over to me.
0: There you go. All right, and I'll give you all that information, all your ads and all your details when I do a recap because uh, today we made friends with Johnny Vasquez, CEO of the Spark Project Collective, a unique experience where the money that you spend towards a service that you already want to get done goes toward helping your own community. Thanks for joining me today, Johnny.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing, time for a recap. Pretty great conversation with the first non-profit tattoo and piercing shop in the world, and it's right here in Tucson, pretty amazing. You can go find the Spark Project Collective at 4433 East Broadway Boulevard or give them a call at 520 477 6225. They are at Spark Project Tattoo on Instagram and they're also at SPC Events Center on Instagram. Or go to AskAutism.org to find some of their resources for that and look for their Patreon that they're going to launch very soon. They're doing a lot of good for the community and we got to support them because people like this don't come along too often, do they? So let's take care of our neighbors in town that are taking care of our neighbors, especially taking care of some of these kids. Not to mention, pretty great place to start an apprenticeship and get your foot in the door into the tattoo industry. So it's a pretty incredible thing that they're doing over there at the Spark Project Collective. I would really invite you to go check it out and do it, especially if you're trying to be a working artist, a tattoo artist, have a dream for that sort of thing, and really care about the community because it looks like that goes part and parcel with hanging out with all the fine folks over at the Spark Project Collective. So I want to thank our new friends at the Spark Project Collective for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson, if you're a nonprofit that would like to be on the show, email LifestyleTucson at gmail.com. For more information about this program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Audible, or wherever fine podcasts are collected. Follow on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Lifestyle Tucson because I'm your BFF Frank Powers. Toot toot Tucson. I love you the most.